The war is ugly. More than 17,000 civilians killed and injured since 2015. I will not give up the future of my children and their children so you could sleep better at night. They have to come and talk peace soon. Year after year, the war in Yemen goes on with no apparent end in sight. But who's really trying to stop it? My guest this week here in Munich is the country's foreign minister, Mohammed Abdallah Al-Hadrami. Have the many thousands of civilian casualties and the enormous human suffering all been for nothing? Mohammed Abdullah Al Hadrami, welcome to COVID Zone. Thank you for having me. You have much to say about the violence of the Houthis and the human rights violations, the violence they've committed. But you appear to have almost nothing to say about the shocking casualties and bombings by the Saudi-led coalition that's killed many thousands of your civilians. Why is that? Well, that's not accurate, actually. You know, the war is ugly. I'm not even going to sugarcoat that for you or for anyone. A lot of civilians are dead, yes. This is, this is shocking. I mean, you hear the news and you know, it's a big campaign, but there's a difference between having human shields like the Houthis or some mistakes that happen in every conflict and every campaign. And the Saudi is no difference. But you know that human rights have been massively violated by coalition forces, but you look the other way, which means that well, to a certain extent you're complicit in this, aren't you? Well, I'm not sure what you mean by looking the other way. We have this giant, which is an investigation body that has investigated over 170 claims. We know there's some mistakes. We proved that there's some mistakes. Some I, want of them, talk, I want to talk about the no, investigations no, I know, I know. a bit later, but, but since March 2015, according to Human Rights Watch, the coalition has conducted numerous indiscriminate and disproportionate airstrikes, killing thousands of civilians, hitting civilian structures in violation of the laws of war. But you turn away and, and you let that happen. And this is horrible. Let me put it in record. This is horrible. Killing any civilians in Yemen is horrible. We want to end this war. Killing even one life, let alone a child, which happened even by coalition. Let me finish. So why go on with indiscriminate and disproportionate attacks? Okay. This is a big campaign, right? And there's some mistakes. And we, have, we know there's some it's mistakes. It's more than some mistakes. Well, look, I think the UN need to investigate more. And we know it's, you know, there's thousands and thousands of killing and dead. If there's an airstrike, a mistake, everybody's reporting upon it, and they should report upon it. We should hear about it. But there's a lot of mistakes that the Houthis, and I'm not here to talk about the Houthis and the coalitions having mistakes. I want to end this war. I'm from Sana'a, I'm from those territories, my families is there. We're sick of it, and we need to end it. And just blaming now the coalition for, end, for, for all these will not end the war. We need to end it. Yes, we, we want to stop the killing. Even okay, the I coalition. understand that. Well, but why did so many civilians have to die for the sake of saving a chaotic, divided government such as yours, which barely has legitimacy within the well, country? Let's talk about legitimacy first. Legitimacy is not popularity. I'm from a different country than the president. But the president is the last elected president. Six and a half million people elected our president in 2012. For two years. Well, he was... For two years. His mandate not, ran out a long not, time ago. It's not ago. for two years. It's until we have a democratic system that we allows us to elect a new president. Who's going and to who, just, and who, who decides is, what a democratic system yes, is then? Exactly. Who? Who? Exactly. The Yemeni people. And who would do that? Those who were elected. Okay. 
I'm not going to allow you or anyone to tell me you have to choose this leader to get you out of this. Mr. We choose, okay, let me finish. We choose a leader and we need to get out of it. We don't want him to be there for life. That's why we actually had the revolution back in 2011. Minister, the worst thing about the bombings is that in all these years, they have proved absolutely futile. You have won nothing and the Houthis remain entrenched. So the catastrophic injuries and deaths among the civilian population have, have, well, have been for nothing, like, haven't it, they? It's been a change in the way the coalition has been conducting this war. There's no more campaign to actually target Sana'a and other cities. There have been some talks about the escalations with the Houthis and the Saudis who are not involved in them. And then it didn't happen because we know we need to end this war. We need to talk how to end this war. We, you know, everything that happens in Yemen is a reaction to the Houthis' actions. We could be in Sana'a in one week if they just do the right thing. And the right thing is not hard to do. And why don't we ask that? Why don't we actually answer that question? More than 17,000 civilians killed and injured since 20. 15. The Lives more. sacrificed for a stalemate proxy war that created the world's largest humanitarian disaster. You really believe your government is worth that horrendous human I cost? I believe our future is worth the fighting, not the How about killing. a future without you? How okay. about a future without your government? I could resign even today, not tomorrow. You know what? If you know the Houthis and if you know their ideology, if you know that they want to have this Abdel Malik al-Houthi as a figure, Nobody could elect buffer zone and then whatever puppet governments they want. We would not accept that. I would not give up the future of my children and their children so you could sleep better at night. You know, it is my country. My people are dead. They're dying every day. You expect me to just to saddle for any peace that would explode in our face any time in the future? No, I'm not going to concede to the Houthis. I'm from their territories. I'm a Zaidi. We don't approve of what they do. And they have to come and talk peace soon. And we have to actually send the right signals. To do that, they have these illusions of power that you and others would feed in by saying the coalition has to go well. The coalition will end if we end the war, but not before that. If they end, if the coalition ends, Yemen would descend into more chaos. It's Foreign, not, about, it's not about me, the government, or the president how he stays in power. Foreign it's about Minister, saving Yemen. Foreign Minister, you talk about the investigations that have gone on into what you termed euphemistically mistakes. In most cases, you're not going to find the perpetrators and bring them to justice, are you? We know that three attacks on civilians several years ago are being referred by investigators uh -huh. for possible prosecution. Just three out of countless bombing strikes that have repeatedly this hit civilian infrastructure change. and caused this thousands of change. And let me put it what for the record. Should change. Should it's change. not changing. Look, I let me put it for the records. Any civilians are dead. Those responsible, wherever they are, they should be held accountable. They should be, but they won't be, and you know it. Fact is, previous investigations don't encourage optimism. Well, we do, do have they? our investigations, and when we know it, we will do it. Some, for sure. Okay. Three. Well, that's what you and it's taken Three. Well, and it's I mean, taken okay. many, many years to get these three facts, started. Or we could talk Those about what you think they're the facts. I mean, yes, civilians are dead. This is horrible. We do the investigations, but we need peace. We need peace. I mean, we're talking about having peace, and it's not easy. You know, the thing is... You want to get away from the subject of no, investigations no. because they did not let me, meet let me just be international practical. standards, let me just be did practical. they? They peace didn't meet international and justice, standards. unfortunately, sometimes don't come in hand in hand. We have to have peace, and then we'll have transitional justice afterwards to get all this done. You're but the one need... who's refusing talks with the Houthis. Okay, that's what you think. Okay. That's what you've said. No. Your Ministry of Information no. said it. No. 
No, no, I represent the foreign policy of Yemen. We need to talk soon. However, I'm not going to let the Houthis get off the hook in Hudaydah. We went to Sweden and we signed a deal. They came back one year. They haven't done anything to prove it. Should I just let them go off the hook and then move on? No, they have to be responsible no, for what destroying your country piece by piece, child by child, no, piece of infrastructure no, by infrastructure. Correct. That is not and, correct. And, and continue with this humanitarian disaster. Why is it a humanitarian disaster, do you think? Okay, Sana'a Airport, let me, let me just jump to that. Why do you think the Houthis are holding it hostage? We opened it in for internal flights. They're refusing because they want to create this siege, this aggression against Yemen to hold on to power which they don't have. Who gave them the right to speak in on behalf of me and behalf of millions of Yemenis? And they usurp power. And they have this illusion of taking us back before 62. The, the Minister, you've dug in your heels. The UN is seeking unconditional talks, unconditional talks between okay. you and the Houthis. You've dug in your teal, heels and rejected all no, talks. I didn't. I didn't. Who says so? January the 28th, oh. your Minister of Information said we categorically reject any talk about it's negotiations. Taken out of context. What we said is, I'm willing to go now to peace if they're going to talk peace. However, we need to have the right conditions to go. Ah, okay. The UN yes. wants unconditional okay, talks. Okay, hold on. I don't want to go for talk peace so they could have a good report for the Security Council. I want to go and talk peace to make sustainable peace for Yemen. And if the Houthis would sign degrees, sign. I, like what they did in Sweden and come back and not implement, we should actually hold them accountable for implementing. And so then we go. Let, you, let you your people go okay. on dying then because no. you won't sit down and no, talk. No, that is not and You're setting conditions that, that are not going to be met and you're ignoring the advice of this the United Nations. This is not conditions. Nations. We're just, okay, we're just saying they have to implement what they signed. Is that really hard to ask? We cannot just go on by them signing accords and not implementing anything. You know what we did? Back in 2014, we had a peace deal. Just a few days after the coup, two days after the coup, it was the partnership and peace agreement. You know what they agreed to? They agreed to partnerships, but the security measures, they never talked about it. Why aren't you talking about that? I mean, it is there. You want me to go I'm talking again? about what you're responsible for. Minister, I understand there are no angels in war, but okay. according to international investigators, your forces have nothing to be proud of. Last year, the UN panel of experts on Yemen accused all sides in the war of committing horrific abuses from arbitrary killings to rape and torture with impunity. So not only have you not won this war, you've also lost any claim well, to the okay. high moral ground, okay. haven't well, you? I'm not, yeah. not going to claim we're angels. Nobody is. We just need to end it. And I can tell you. It's a long way from being angels. What government you, government affiliated forces well, not arbitrarily not detained, forcibly disappeared, scores of people. Well, we, do you have no we, respect for the rule no, of law? We do. We do. But sometimes it's really hard to control everything. I can tell you. But it's not systematic killing of the Yemeni people like you want to show it to be. You know, okay, you keep just talking about two sides. Have you been to Yemen? Have you been to Sana'a? Have you been to Aden? Have you been to Hudaydah and Marib? You listen to the people themselves in there. You can't just brush everything as, as, as you know, Shia Sunni divide, as a rich countries fighting a poor country. That is not the way to end this war. We know there's some atrocities happened. I mean, we are a few, you know, few miles from, from Dresden. We know what history is like. Why continue to block vital aid? goods and fuel I from think, coming I into the is, country? This is, good, this is a good question. We're not actually doing so. What we did is we're trying to block the oil shipments that come from Iran to the Houthis. So Human Rights Watch have got it wrong, have they, in their latest report? They, they said, said, that, they said the Saudi-led coalition's restriction on imports have worsened the humanitarian that situation. That is not true, and let me tell you why, if you will. 
you know, what we said is Hodeira was open. We were a few kilometers from the port. The humanitarian came and the UN says, you can't do this. We said, fine, let's go to, to Sweden and we need to change the status quo. One year, it's nothing happened. Let me go back to the question. The question says, we are actually holding Hodeira. So this is not true. We have reports from the UN panel. I didn't say that. That, that, I... that, that, that you're probably not going to mention that shipments of Iranian oil coming with counterfeit documents to the Houthis for free. You know, we said by Decree 75, let's just check the papers. They're you know, saying, okay, let me just finish. Group. Let me just finish. I know. And then I'll hear you. We just said, let's just check the papers. The papers came. The Houthis hold hostage and asked every merchant not to submit the papers so they could get two phony shipments. So who is holding that? And then we conceded. We let it go. The All next right, Minister, Minister, Human Rights Watch is saying the coalition has delayed and diverted fuel tankers, closed critical ports, and stopped goods from entering Houthi-controlled seaports. What is the last fuel, thing? Can I just finish? Fuel needed to power generators to hospitals and pump water to homes has also past, been blocked. How do you justify preventing power justify, from reaching hospitals? I'm not justifying preventing anything. In the past three months, there have been more fuel than, than the, in, in, the, in the previous three months. So you check the statistics and, 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 and we talk again. More than two years ago, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights begged both you and the Houthi rebels to let supplies of food and medicine into the country. All parties to the conflict, said the panel of experts on Yemen, have obstructed the distribution of humanitarian assistance. The High Commissioner begged you and the Houthis to have mercy on the people of Yemen. You know, I, How me, far has this gone let, when let, you're actually yeah, being yeah, asked sure, sure. to show mercy okay, hold on, on your own people? Let me give you something. You know what I don't like something about the UN is that they call everyone when they know exactly who's making the problem. Let me just give you an example. A few days ago, they had a, a meeting in Brussels about the atrocities that the Houthis are doing to the humanitarian field. You know, they want to tax your taxpayers' money that comes to Yemen so they could steal it. I'm not justifying So the UN's biased against you. Is this what no, you're saying? No, it's not. What they just it? want what to be it? in a neutral part. They don't want to say, okay, I am willing to receive any criticism, but don't say all the parties. Tell me what I did wrong and I'll fix it. But you have to point fingers also at the Houthis. Point finger at me and also point fingers at the Houthis. You cannot just... They have. They have. They have pointed and continually give fingers me specifics at the Houthis. And I would clear them now. I know what I do. And we are trying, yeah. struggling As to I get it. As I said to you earlier, government-affiliated forces arbitrarily detained, forcibly disappeared, scores of people. We're and you say mistakes happen yeah. in war. Yeah, That's they it. Do. They That's do. the excuse. No, no, no. I mean, we, you can't, I mean, give me specifics and we would actually fix them. I'm not saying you haven't, we're read the, you haven't read the report by the I UN have read them. panel and, you know, of experts. Yes, yes. And there are plenty of specifics. The very first in the report. Date, it was times. so biased. The very first ah, report. So and, it is biased. Yeah, You're accusing course. them of being of, biased. Okay, we're talking about different. Everybody who violates human no, no, rights no. accuses the yeah, accuser I understand. But of let's, being let's, biased. Let's just be more specific so we can know what we're talking about. We, we have an expert group, which is the UN. Uh, 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 panel, according uh, that, that is actually following the Security Council, the Houthis are not even letting it get to Sana. We believe whatever they say, and whatever they say is not biased. We would check if we have mistakes. We do. There is another really experts that come from the Human Rights Council. The first, really, the first report was so biased it just took exactly from the propaganda of the Houthis, and we let them know. We said you can't just have unfactual checks. You have to check them before you report them, and then you can't just say you know blame okay. everyone. You'll let, me, let, let, let me give you some facts. Twenty thousand one hundred airstrikes on Yemen by the coalition forces since the war began, an average of 12 attacks a day. These attacks have blown up hospitals, school buses, 
markets, mosques, farms, bridges, factories well, and detention centres. Coalition airstrikes, the UN Human Rights Commissioner said in 2017, coalition airstrikes continue to be the leading cause of child casualties as well as overall civilian casualties. So he didn't know what he was talking no, about no, either. It's not true. Look, look, we the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, they have no, no idea what they're talking about. Mistakes happen, and I told you before, but you oh, have to be on, very clear. You have to be clear on the report. Now it's just a policy a few, of targeting few, civilian infrastructure. In the, Are the pilots that incompetent that no, they can't tell no. the difference between if, a market and a If it and happens, a, and a then Houthi we condemn them. If it happens, then we condemn them, and we would continue to do Years later, have to also point out for what the Houthis are doing. We need to make peace. We don't want to continue this war. And we have to do it. A few just weeks ago, a few days ago, they instructed hospitals. It's not right, but we don't want just to dwell on it. We want to know what is re now required to make peace. And I know what is required to make peace. We need to crack the illusions. Yeah, talking, that, talking that, is required no, to make peace. No, it is peace. not talking. talking. Okay. This is going to end as a negotiating table, otherwise it, should. it won't it end. Should. And the sooner it gets there, the better. And at the moment, you, you are know the what ones we end? preventing Everyone those talks in from Yemen, taking place. Including the Houthis, no one needs to be done. We debated it for a hundred days in Kuwait. And you know what happened at the end? They changed their mind. You know why? Because they know that they would have a better thing if they don't sign. And unfortunately, the international community, especially some parties, send them the rogue signals that maybe if you just hold on, to take in Yemen hostage, you would get a better deal. That's what happened, and that's what we need to correct. Minister, last year, as well as fighting the Houthi rebels, you became embroiled in another civil war, this time with forces in the south, known as the Southern Transitional Council. So not only are you failing to beat the Houthis, you can't even keep your own side together, can you? Can, it's not, can. It's not a great record, yeah, I, I can is talk it? About that if you it's want. not a great record. No, okay, let me talk about that. It's a big coalition. What happened in the South is another complication that is not welcomed, of course. You know, unfortunately... They want to succeed. They're determined to succeed. Okay. It's not a compl complication. Well, it is. It, well, if, if, okay. It's really hard to discuss something without really proper digestion of what is actually happening. If the STC, our brothers in the STC, really, really represent all Southerns, it would be an easy problem to solve. The SDC have a problem with Southerns themselves, not with the SDC. The SDC is just units outside of the control of the government that have been beefing up by the United Arab Emirates, and then eventually they decided in August to oust the government from our second capital. That cannot happen, and we made it clear to the UN against the United Arab Emirates. Well, it did happen, and it was only the Saudis that patched together an agreement exactly. with you called the Riyadh Agreement, but exactly. that's not working either, is well, it? Well, it is not working because there's just some intransigence, and we believe this will be able on to all fix sides? It. No, in the STC sides. And we could prove it. We have the text, we have the metrics that actually explains what we did. But you know, we have to pass that too. You've given away a lot to get this Riyadh agreement, haven't you? You've basically given Saudis control over no, major decisions that your government is taking. You say no. According to the Carnegie Middle East Center, several mm -hmm. articles of the Riyadh Agreement emphasize Saudi supervision of this new government. Both they and the UAE will continue to intervene as they wish in your internal well, affairs. And that was the accurate. price for your Riyadh Agreement. No, that is not completely accurate. The price of the Riyadh Agreement is to get united so we can get back and make peace. You know, you can't just have everything. Perfection is not really a possible way out in Yemen. And, and it is actually the enemy of good. And that's what we want at the end. The Sanaa Center for Strategic Studies says that your president, Hadi, and the STC, the Southern Transitional Council, have accepted that all major government actions be coordinated 
by Saudi Arabia. So basically, you've sold your no, country to that, them, haven't that you? that is not true. I am the foreign minister of... Your puppets of the Saudi government. That's what you think. I'm the foreign minister of Yemen, and I say what I believe it is for the right to the, to the, to the Yemenis. Not what the Saudis want, not what the Emiratis want, not what anyone wants. And that's proven. Yes, we're in Riyadh, we go back to Arab, but we speak our minds, and it is our responsibility and decisions. We have, in the Riyadh agreement, conceded to have some way in actually dealing with the South. The Saudis now there instead of the Emiratis, and we need peace. We don't want to fight war in the North and war in the South. And we know that the SDCs do not represent whole the, the whole South, and that's, that's an issue too. And they have to know that they cannot just continue being outside the form of the government. If we, if this government is dissolved, you would have more chaos in Yemen than you would think. It Minister, is not as easy as you think Minister, it is. Last year, the Saudis actually expelled one of your government advisors, didn't they, Mutaha Enan? Because why? He criticized. He <laughs> oh criticized coalition oh actions in the south Mutahar of Yemen. Mutaha Enan is a diplomat with me. He actually came and did something against protocol. It's not because he, the Saudis, and didn't do anything. Him. They didn't expel him. His term ended, and we did it from the office because he actually violated some of the codes of the diplomatic court. Now, you can't just politicize everything like this. I don't think it is right. I don't. I, I stay hurting the whole Mutahar He's a diplomat who actually didn't actually respect the rules of law and can't go back to Saudi Arabia. Well, why? But he could go back to Yemen. He could be anywhere else. He could go back to Saudi Arabia. Why not? But not as a diplomat. It ended. Talk to me about corruption yeah. going on in your state, because it's not enough that there's a huge war and a humanitarian disaster. It seems that uh, the state money is now being siphoned off in corruption scams involving the Central Bank of Yemen. Why is that going well, on? Well, the Central Bank, I, I read the report, which you're referring to. Now we From the UN panel of experts. Yes, yes, of course. I mean, that's what you're referring to. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's talking about it in, in some paragraphs. That's right. It's exactly. You know, I spoke to the prime minister about it. We've sacked two governors already. Our books are open. Ernest and Young is coming to Aden to actually check the books of the central bank. It's open. The report we, said the bank hadn't been audited for six years. I asked the prime minister after this report, why don't you just let the panel go and check the books? You know what he said? They didn't ask to go and check. Now Ernest and Young are coming to check. If we have some mistakes, if we have some corruption charges, we'll be ready to act upon them. We're transparent. Come and check them. Send any team you want to do so. We need to end this war. We don't want to continue. Yes, there's some corruption. I'm not going to deny it, but we need to end it. And we're willing to crack any cases if you, if you just find them. I mean, just point them at us and we will do so. You keep saying you want to end this war. Do yes. you really believe that a single unitary state is going to emerge from the terrible destruction that you and the other combatants have inflicted you know, on Let Yemen? me say something. I think we as Yemenis need to know what's the difference between a means to approve something and the goal. You know, I'm talking about the massive divisions in your yeah, country. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that. So the goal is to raise up the standards of living of the Yemeni people. Unfortunately, some camps would actually create the means which is unity, central government, this, as actually their goal, which is wrong, you know? So we gave the central government a go. It didn't work. In the national dialogue, everyone, including the Houthis, the Southrons, decided on a federal system. Let's just give it a chance. Let's just give this federal the system South a chance. The South wants to secede. Not all of it. 
Quite a lot of it. No. Quite a Who lot said of movement. So? Who said so? You know, the central The longer the Sana, war has gone on, Sana, the greater the divisions Sana in your Sintra country. Sana Center that you actually quoted had actually some poll in the South. And not all of them, more than 50%, even 60%, want to stay in some form of federal government. Not, not everyone in the South wants to secede, and even if they no, want... No, you had a civil war within a civil war. That's we, quite an achievement, this, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a civil war within a civil war. There were so few skirmishes back in the South, and it's over now. Skirmishes? They kicked you out of Aden. Yes. You know, we went That's more than a, a skirmish, fight. isn't yes, it? Yes, but now... That's who, more than a skirmish. Who is in Aden now? Our Prime Minister just came from Aden yesterday, and he's going back now. I mean, it's not like the whole South is turning against the government. You check the South. Shabwa, Abiyan, Bala, Lahaj. I mean, it is not the case. You know, the STC need to know that they have to cooperate to be part of this government. They don't, they don't have the backing of all the Southrons. Those in the South oppose them more than those in the North. You say they need to know they have to cooperate. They yes. are dead set on one aim only, and not that is secession. Who said so? They did. No, that is not correct. Ask Adirus, ask the others who signed the Riyadh Agreement. I mean, it is not correct. They want to stay, and they said so. The, the Southern issue for them, not what we say, would come after we finish the war with the Houthis. And then we can discuss it. That's what they say. So, yeah, check the facts. And peace in Yemen, ever? It would come, and we want it to come. But we're not just going to have any peace with the Houthis. You know, I'm not going to give the future of Yemen to those who believe that they could just, you know, take Yemen and have this divine right to rule us like the way they do in Iran. We're not going to accept that. The Houthis need to know that they could share power, but they're not going to do it with the guns facing and you know, pointing in our face. Mohammed Abdullah Al-Hadramat, thanks very much for being on the Well, thank you very so. much for this thank very you. good discussion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.